0: Welcome to episode 479 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature regular contributor and good friend straight out of Stockbridge, Vermont, homesteader, winemaker, sensei, and our reluctant resident philosopher, Almighty Todd. We talk with the Almighty about his potatoes. Burlington. A right to be entertained. Information bubbles. Runners with headphones. Cassidy Hutchinson. Inappropriate use of police force. Manipulation with lies and contradiction. Narcotics. Rico laws. Summertime and and Leaves of Grass, among other things. A grand conversation with good friend, Almighty Todd. We also have an EWSA titled The Brink. We share two poems from Walt Whitman's masterpiece, Leaves of Grass. I Hear America Singing and Poets to Come. And we have a poem called Sandaled Feet. All of this, of course, will be infused, imbued, with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it. Episode 479 of Troubadours and Rock-On Tours.
2: She passes each one She passes ghosts
0: brink. I am not a bad man. I am just filled with fear. I douse it with wine, cannabis, and beer. I'm not an intrinsically sad man. It's just watching and hearing humanity so near. The lawnmowers and leaf blowers, TV shows, mistreated for being queer, Social media as the new immediate encyclopedia breathes me in and breathes me out, yet with so many questions lying dormant, moored by misplaced trust and fueled with a sense of entitlement, no doubt. Contempt for the unknown and the unchecked, the unclear. You know, The stars are more bright and plentiful in Vermont. I remember an artist I met there years back. She lives in Austin now. Her poetry and paintings back then stirred my verve. They tested my nerve. She seemed to have an insight deep for her relatively young age, a sort of wistful sage at 17. I wonder if she had had constant access to this worldwide web of unedited verse and empty dreams, whether her development as an artist, as a person, would have been significantly different, for better or for worse, scripted sights unseen, despite what Today seems to be unfettered opportunity to explore and grow in our Western world. Where is it bringing us? Perhaps I, at the age of 55, am merely in a curmudgeon phase of human life. Everything is hapless hogwash and injudicious jive. All the ego and id the fashionable prototypes of Nancy and Sid, karma, dharma, task and circumstance, vigilant belligerence masked in religious deliverance, nihilistic, narcissistic song title romances, myopic myths of hard-working, flag-flying, concealed, weapon-carrying trances. All by now, one might think through our collective unconscious should have transformed us into better folk instead of leading us to the brink. I wonder if the young artist from Vermont, now in her 40s, is a happy, well-adjusted woman living free in Texas, happy and woke, truly aware of her modus.
3: Keep. For when my eyes were watching hers, they closed, and I was still asleep. For when my hand was holding hers, she whispered words, and I awoke. And faintly bouncing round the room, the echo of who
0: Almighty Todd, is that you?
4: <laughs> I think it's me. Is that you?
0: It is me, E.W. Conundra, from Troubadours and Rock on Tours. It's deja vu all over again. <laughs> it's been a while since we've spoken. It's so nice to have you back on. He is this man, Almighty Todd, a regular contributor. And uh, we we like to frame our regular contributors... You know, tag them and such. He doesn't like these, I'm sure, because he's a modest man. But I'm going to do it anyway. He's a homesteader. He's a winemaker. He's a sensei. And our resident reluctant philosopher, our re- reluctant resident <laughs> philosopher. Is it our resident reluctant philosopher or our, resident, our reluctant resident philosopher? It works both ways.
4: <laughs> I guess it works both ways.
0: How's it going up there in Stockbridge, Vermont?
4: We're hanging in there. It's uh, it's summer is happening, and uh, I think you, I think you guys and us have had pretty much the same kind of weather. You got had some rainy spots, but you're pretty dry down there,
0: aren't you? Yeah, yeah, it's
4: like it, drier than usual.
0: I, I don't know. I think it rains here quite a bit. I haven't oh, really, I haven't checked officially, but you know, we we have we have our our share of rain, um, though as of late, it's been gorgeous.
4: That's true. Oh, it ha- yeah. The same thing. You know, it's been lovely weather here. It's been nice to be outside. I've been getting some stuff done. We've had, we've got some other commitments we've had to take on this year that were unexpected. And so the garden is not really, uh, where we'd like it to be at, but we've got some stuff going. And then I, uh, I just, it's a little bit late, but I think it's still going to work. Uh, I put in a bunch of potatoes. I'm kind of past the, Point where uh the potato bugs are eating everybody else's and so hopefully <laughs> I'll, I'll miss the cycle which I, a couple years ago i had that work but this is kind of like an extra project i probably didn't need to do for myself but it's mostly kind of saving my own butt because we did some potatoes last year um from this uh, seed company up in maine that we really like and we wound up with a lot of potatoes. And I probably should have given more away. I did in the fall. We, you know, escaped stuff for Thanksgiving and things like that. But we just didn't give away enough. And uh, we had like a science experiment going on downstairs because they were just growing all over the place in the basement. (laughs) Wow. So, um, so I had a neighbor bring his big tiller down and uh, break open some sod, and I pulled it apart and tilled a deeper trench and, and planted potatoes. And it's going to be way more than we could ever have. But I think if they come out, we'll get some help harvesting them and give some of them to the food shelf. And um, there's also a community meals program going on here. Um, and they're taking donations to put together meals for people in the community. It's kind of like you can go in and get meals out of the – the, at the school, there's a concession stand that they have for games. But you can go in there and get stuff out of the freezer case. Um, meals that have been pre-made and there's like a, a a donation that we ask for for them but they're also they're there for people that just need to k- take meals
0: wow and is that, <clears throat> is that right there in uh, Stockbridge or another nearby yeah. town
4: yeah. yeah yeah it's in Stockbridge and I think Bethel's doing something like that too um so it's it's kind of a you know homegrown program by one of our neighbors but
0: it, it sounds like a, a community outreach co-op almost right
4: yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how they're running it. Um, and the idea is that also some people are donating extra or pay, you know, putting in more than they need to for the meals to kind of help balance out folks who are actually taking meals and really can't, um,
0: well, it's such, it's such a cool place where you live, uh, in terms of, you know, the geography and uh, the mentality, the people, um, you know, nature and uh, in, in how you really um, want it that way. You know, you don't want uh, it to become too or at all suburban uh, sort of, uh, you
4: know. Although it's, I, 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 I hear you. And, and that's why I've been here all this time. There is a there is a how can I say? It's not universal because Vermont is a lot of different things. People think of it as a very homogenous place, and it is in some ways, but not in others. Um, There are a lot of social strata here, just economically, and um, we do have our sub-growing suburbs up around Burlington. Um, It's just that's the reality of it um, here. But we we do try to, you know, we have a lot of planning being done in conscious ways um to try and preserve what we can of what's unique about this place right and then and then there's also there's places you just can't build because it's either too too steep or too wet or too loose or too close to a river or whatever so you know we yeah some of it's going to stay the way it is just because you can't do anything
5: you can't
0: beat mother nature right exactly (laughs) and uh I know this this go round you you had some ideas about uh, areas of discourse you you shared uh a text with me uh rather yeah, po- like some I said, of it's we, poetic we, really
4: oh really Because I throw those ideas over the fence and sometimes you throw some to me and we just sometimes we talk about them sometimes we don't so i I'm always open to hear you know what you what, what your response is to things that go across the fence.
0: Oh, you were talking about um, um, numb to entertainment. Uh, that was a phrase mm-hmm. you threw at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you mean by that?
4: It's something I've been thinking about for quite a while, I think, and I haven't found a really good way to articulate it. Yeah, so I had this idea, it was more like, started with that we feel like these days we have this right to be entertained, all the time or this need to be entertained all the time. And it's this, how can I say, you know, I I do believe it's a a sort of an addiction. Um, It's an extension of this whole uh, dopamine response thing that, you know, we're getting off from scrolling on our phones, but Mm -hmm. also just the fact that we have access to so much entertainment and the, and that we, we kind of are drawn or, driven culturally to spend more of our time and energy in some form of entertainment and you know traditionally i don't know maybe humans had a lot of you know natural entertainment time but not quite like the way we do it now um and i almost feel like we're toddlers in some way that need to have a shiny object in front of us all the time. And so that's why something as serious as like the January 6th commissions, you got to get a TV producer involved to, to put stuff together in the right order so that people will stay, stick in and pay attention long enough so that they can right. see what's going on. And it's like, why does it take that for people to actually like sit down and pay attention to what's going on? And, and it's like, we, we create, we, we create bubbles for ourselves. We talk about that all the time in terms of information bubbles. Um, so you kind of create your own reality. But right down to like, okay, here's a here's a pet peeve I've always had, and I think I've met, shared it with you before. But when people don't know which side of the log, road to walk on as pedestrians, mm-hmm. you know, when they walk with traffic, I thought this is like one of the first things you learn as a kid, so that you don't get hit by a car. Right. And still, I see people that don't don't get that. And then the next layer is when I see people that are like runners that are running in the same direction of traffic and they have headphones on. Mm-hmm. They are listening to music. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of their brain that needs to be entertained beyond being able to be on the run. And, but it's at a certain peril because they don't know if some car cars coming up on them. So this past weekend I was driving in Woodstock and there's a sidewalk on one side of the street and on the side of the street that I'm driving on, there are two women walking in the same direction as tr- traffic, with their headphones on, talking to one another, <laughs> pushing baby strollers.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah.
4: And I was just like, ah. Well, and th- maybe I'm maybe I'm like people are like, why do you know? Why, why do you, what's the, what do you get up? What's the big deal? Why do you get upset? They're doing what they're doing, but it's just. the The extent to which we are are going these days to kind of create realities around ourselves, filters on Instagram, it's just I feel like I'm an old guy. Get off my lawn.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was just chuckling <laughs> about. I'm there too. I, I I realize, you know. I mean, we're both we're we're both uh, in our fifties now, right? And uh, yeah, we're becoming perhaps those guys that think. These kids coming up just don't understand. They don't know what they're, <laughs> what to do. They don't do it right. I find myself <laughs> thinking that all too often. And I, uh, you know, is it just part of the next phase of life for us? <laughs> is that... I don't,
6: except I see
4: older people older than us
0: doing it too cell, with right. cell phones
4: in their hands, bumping yeah. into lampposts. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it, it's it's gotten that bad because we finally put the device in everybody's hands and made it so easy that. You know, you didn't have to sit in front of the boob tube scrolling through channels. That's how it started. You right. Know, it, maybe it started with the radio and people spending time scrolling on the radio. I mean, I did that as a kid at night, late at night, staying up too late with the headphones on. Big bringing in radio stations from Ohio on yeah. AM frequencies, yeah. you know.
0: But, or, or maybe uh, some French-Canadian radio station sometimes yep. you'd get an AM, you know. That'd be real cool. Mm-hmm.
4: But then, uh, yeah, that, the point that we got to, like, channel surfing. You know, there was the point where there, we only had three channels. So you could sit there and keep turning the knob. And people would say, what the hell are you doing?
0: Right. He went past those three channels about 10 times. The programming has not changed. But again, here, here we are. We're telling those old stories. When I was a kid, we walked to school uphill both ways in the snow. Always. No shoes. You know that's that's where where we're at. But I also th- think we have some there's some merit to our concerns. Uh, I I do in a lot of ways, and I remind myself of George Costanza. You know, like when he's. When he's uh, talking and he blows up that uh, civilized society is falling apart because someone double parked, you know, <laughs> and, and, but there's a point I understand where he's coming from. You know, you, you, I drive around all the time and people don't use blinkers or, you know, they and that drives me insane. I think it's so selfish. Don't go
4: Drive in Florida then because they don't have to
0: that's nuts I don't, you know it's a machine you use the machine to its full ex- fullest extent you should have fun using all the gadgets on the machine and also you're helping communicate with everybody you're 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 part of that you know moving community with because that's oh, what oh, it is
4: commu- that's communist
0: yeah i know said i'm a community hey can't, you know
4: can't say that anymore my paternal that, grandfather cold,
0: was a communist my paternal <laughs> grandfather was a communist in italy so but that <laughs> was against fascism so it was okay
4: oh it was okay then
0: Until the war was over, then then
4: yeah, it's a no no.
0: But anyhow, well, (laughs) you know, look at what's. Let's talk. You're our resident philosopher, reluctant as it were. Um, When you look at, you talked about the January sixth commission, um, and uh, you talk you're talking about how some of what we think are normal social mores are no longer, uh, you know, abided. By or even people aren't even aware of them where are you concerned well you know as a thinker as someone who does believe in community, are you concerned where we are going in the United States of America right now, or is it just a little blip, maybe an aberration
4: oh no no <clears throat> this is this is a very big deal it has been for you know it's it has been for several years now, but at this point the uh I'd say that how can i say people are worried about a civil war happening but i think it's the the shots have been fired already i mean frankly i mean
0: what do you mean like the trumpism
4: yeah i mean well the uh, 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 trying to uh, to subvert the peaceful transfer of power for one by mo- by multiple means is an outright act of sedition i mean by the textbook you would think and there is a regressive element inside of the American polit- political machine that is very clearly under the guise of conservatism, which is meant to be a uh, – to keep a status quo and provide a reasonable check on, uh, on progress so that it, it, it happens at a reasonable rate. That's the idea. This is not it. This is, this is radical – Progressivism.
0: well you know you're saying yeah and
4: so and this goes to that point that I was saying that the of abuse was the other thing want to talk about the basically a culture of abuse that you can start to look at the elements of abusive relationships and look at how a political party or at least a portion of a political party are using the tactics of uh, abuse at the individual level at the group level and that's a clear indicator.
0: How so? So, How do you see that being the case?
4: How do you not see it? Oh, well, I mean, there's a, there's a big list of things that, you know, there's an, the abusive behavior inventory that when you have somebody who's, who's dealing with abuse that you, you have to ask them a lot of questions. Is this stuff that you've experienced? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a whole list of physical abuse, that you can probably guess what those all are.
0: Right, yeah, but when you're you know, talking but, about when what yeah, do you but, see that, that falls in line with the culture of abuse coming from the Republican Party?
4: Well, one of the things on the list is to cause hospitalizations. And the, another is to prevent from receiving medical care. That's in the physical abuse aisle.
0: And that's happening. Yeah. And the, and the political, the, the Republican. Well,
4: don't you? I think there were a few extra hospitalizations in the last couple of years. Yeah. Don't you?
0: Oh yeah, and definitely yeah. keeping people from being hospitalized. hospitalized. Uh, killing
4: or attempting to kill, causing broken bones. We'll see all the physical abuses. That's you can you can see any of that stuff being used in the inappropriate use of law enforcement, um, and it's used on specific areas of the populace. You know, there's very there's forms of verbal abuse. Which is, you know, putting people down, saying demeaning things, ridicules and insults. Manipulate with lies and contradictions.
0: Hmm.
4: Sound sound, sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, emotional abuse. There's the domination factors. Trying to tell people what they can and can't do. Trying to force people to do things
0: against their will. Are you talking about abortion now?
4: Oh, yeah, you can apply it to whatever you want if you feel like you've seen it happen you're seeing it happen we got to take the blinders off and realize that if you see something to realize it it is what it is
0: and the abused oftentimes don't leave their abusers oftentimes
4: well because they're often under control right for financial or reason or if they have uh, kids there's threats against the children
0: right and that you can understand but what about people that that um, you know, a friend of mine ha- works with someone who believes in, you know, the, the the present day nut job Republican Party and the stories that they throw out there about why things are bad, why there's inflation, that the election was fake and all that. And and she she can't believe that this guy thinks the way he does. Uh, he, she, You know, despite the fact that he's, you know, lower middle class and he believes that Trump and, and his type in the Republican party that will help him and the Democrats will hurt him. He believes that. Even though um, so his abuser if we're right is exactly. He doesn't feel trapped by his abuser, he likes his abuser. Assuming well, we're wrong. Or, assuming or we're right, I have, mean
4: or you have to
0: and he's wrong. How can uh, uh, how can that make uh, sense?
4: Well, that's the thing is you you have to can't see him as a as a victim necessarily. You have to question as to whether he is in favor of abusive behavior.
0: Even if it's on or himself? Not,
4: well, I don't know if he, he may not be subject to the abuse in yeah. the same way as other people who are marginalized.
0: Right, he's a white guy. He's well, that's white, what I'm saying. It's,
4: yeah. it's, the, the abuse isn't directed at him. The, they weren't coming for me with the weapons. They weren't there to harm me. Mm-hmm. Do you know that line?
0: Yeah. Yeah, y'all yeah, should know that. One. That's Trump talking about J- January sixth when he he said, "Don't use those machines to detect weapons." I can't yeah. remember what, mag- magnetrons or something. Yeah, Magnetrons. Yeah.
4: So, hey, anyway, I don't want to talk about them so much and ruin our night.
0: No, um, but it's important but, to point but, but things out. But important.
4: But that's why I wanted to bring it up is because I, I I do believe that there's this, you know, on some on some level, television was if television was the opiate of the masses then then the present day formation of social media and the use main uses of the internet is like the fentanyl of the masses and that makes in a lot of many people more vulnerable to manipulation than they should be
0: fentanyl yeah it puts you to sleep
4: yeah or or kills you
0: right but if, the, but if, the
4: point is is that but it's also an addictive narcotic
0: right, right. and
4: so so that you've got that going on, just, there's like a we're, everybody's self-medicating in some form or another, even if they aren't using harder drugs, they're definitely you know dopamine hitting with their little machine, and then you've got
0: God knows, I'm self-medicating right now, you know, <laughs> as we speak, and no, I'm just kidding folks. <laughs> Not really. No, well, the, you're uh, drinking wine, right?
4: Oh yeah, I'll have a, I have a little bit of rose over here.
0: Well, you know, we were talking about about our generation being right, you know, or the older people and the younger people. Perhaps I was saying it, not you. But, you know, then it makes me think about, and this is connected to some of what you're saying, too, uh, this this real hero, heroine, Cassidy Hutchinson, right? This is a, a person who's like 26 years old, um, who has her whole life, her whole career ahead of her. In politics, she was hopefully
4: that's why she's making the right decision.
0: Well, but she but she's also jeopardizing it big time. Oh yeah, she's got you see all these old white guys who in the Republican Party who will not stand up to this awful thing that we call Trump, but she does. And you know Meadows and all the white guys, old white guys she was working for as an aide. Here's a young woman who has a lot to lose, doesn't have much power, and she's the one standing up and doing the right thing. That's laudable.
4: And honestly, she's doing it because they were abusing her.
0: And thank God she's strong enough.
4: Yes. And I mean that not as... I don't know what what exactly they were doing, but the point is that that, as I understand it, that White House used a lot of young people in places where they probably weren't ready to be because they didn't have the wherewithal. They didn't have the leverage. They didn't have the power... To deal with those kinds of the kinds of stuff that was going on, so they were being used, and they were going to be the, they were going to be cannon fodder when stuff had started hitting the fan, if ever. You know, they would be convenient lackeys. So to me, you know, I'm glad that she's speaking up because that's exactly what needs to be done with abuse and abusers. I, I feel like people need to know how to identify it sooner, because the sooner you can identify it, the less less chance you'll be sucked deep into it and, uh, and and then also be able to arm themselves with the ability to, to fend it off or to call it out. And I think that that's just something, you know, as, as individuals and as a body populace, we need to get better at because we failed miserably with the previous administration and how it came into
0: being. You're saying past tense too. I mean, we're, we're continuing to fail.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the failure goes on until we really start standing up to address things and hopefully well, I'm not even be hopeful. I'm just gonna say that some people are starting to set an example for what appropriate behavior looks like. Who's that? Well your your witness
0: Cassidy is, is,
4: is one. Yeah. Some of the members of the the committee who are actually trying to do a real job
0: Like Liz Cheney? Yeah, I
4: think her and Kinzinger, and unfortunately, there, you know, there, he's not going to be there, and she's under threat. But that's just that's that's the reality of the the monster that's been created. And I still think that you know, the, the uh, if the boat doesn't get caught soon, it'll be completely missed. But I've been saying for years that there's there's got to be a Rico investigation and uh, um between the the RNC and the and the NRA.
0: Well, yeah, and Rico is powerful. That's how they got a lot of mobsters.
4: Well, they, that's what they, that's. I I can't see the difference.
0: No, he's a he's a mobster. Right now, yeah, no doubt. Um, so
4: you don't have to be a philosopher to figure that out. No, no.
0: Um, talking to our good friend, regular contributor, Almighty Todd, from his home in uh, Stockbridge, Vermont, and uh, he's our resident philosopher. And we're trying to understand the state of affairs. We only have a couple of minutes left, believe it or not. Um, So, you know, the summers uh, in front of us, you know, we're in the earlier days of summer, getting on the 4th of July. Uh, Some folks will be hearing this uh, right before the 4th of July, some just after it. Uh, What are you thinking? How are you going into the summer?
4: Um. I'm unsure because of some of the stuff we've got going on at home. It's going to be a funny summer. And so I haven't been able to make – I'm not making any plans. It's just going to be to be around the house and do some family stuff this year. Um, But uh, I think one of the other things I threw over the fence to you was uh, mowing the leaves of grass. Mowing the leaves of grass. Finally mowing the leaves of grass. And that's because we did a – we've been doing it for years. The No Mow May. Where you make sure to let everything, all the flower, wildflowers come up, so that the early pollinators have plenty of food source, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. And so I let it go a couple of extra weeks, and so I was finally getting around to it. But it was also that I realized I haven't been sitting down to read, and I really don't have it in me to necessarily read a novel or a whole work of nonfiction right now. So I was like, I got to read some poetry, and I thought Leaves of Grass.
0: Uh, my favorite. might be
4: time to go back and revisit that because it's been quite some time and um, so I've just picked it up again and started to like just throw darts at the board and land in places I, I, I
0: have I have a copy by me all the time here to see no possession but you may possess it enjoying all without labor or purchase abstracting the feast yet not abstracting one particle of it. That's one line from Song of the Open Road by Walt Whitman's, Walt Whitman and his Leaves of Grass. Uh, masterpiece. Go ahead. Sorry.
4: Well, no, no, no. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, the, the this July 4th is the anniversary of the publication.
0: I didn't know that.
4: And its, its 150th was in 2005, so that would make this, what, the 167th? Wow anniversary. Wow. And I just I, I think it's really fascinating from an artistic perspective point of view that um you know he he put out Leaves of Grass in eighteen fifty five and it was just a handful of poems. And he just continued to work on that same book for the rest of his life, right. re releasing it again and again until, you know, he died. And so he spent 44 years working on this piece you know and it spanned the civil war and reconstruction and it, it's happening at a time and it it was not really understood at its time some people liked it and other people like this is rotten stuff because it didn't follow traditional uh verse and you know and, and rhyming conventions at all and uh Yeah, and it's you know there's kind of gone back and forth whether it was like this is a wonderful piece or this is this is too sensual for people to read so you know and the fact that it still just holds up that you can drop into it um and it was very modern for its time if not even though maybe the the way the language is laid out is seems a little older to us just the way the ideas come across to me it still feels very present oh yes Um, and,
0: uh, it speaks to me. It resonates for me. Always has.
4: And I, I just... I realized this is such a treasure, and I think the probably it's, it's probably been, I don't know, maybe a dozen years since I really sat and looked at it. And it was probably a, a while before that. And so I, I feel like maybe this is something I need to... It, getting on in age now, maybe this is something I need to spend some more time with. And you obviously have spent much more time with it than I have, but you, you, you have, you know a much deeper poetic bent and uh oh. experience than I than I do. It's
0: I'm nice of you to say. More
4: of a consumer. But uh and and in that sense, maybe one of these times we'll have one of our offline conversations. Um
0: Yeah. We about, need to do that.
4: About Walt. And maybe uh, we'll do it sitting under a tree.
0: That would be great. I, I would love to be in close physical proximity with you and uh uh enjoy a a summer day summer evening and and just talk and reflect like we've always done together almighty tad you're you're a good man and uh, a good friend and a wonderful part of troubadours and rock on tours thanks for spending time with us again
4: oh it's always good to talk to you my brother
0: and uh, let's make a point of at least talking offline, but hopefully getting together. And you know, we have to we have to go and uh, crash Michael Harris's house. You know, he's moving yeah, up there. Yeah. One of our Another one of our contributors, ladies and gentlemen, he's moving to the same town, basically, our town over. Same, na- same neighborhood. Same neighborhood as Almighty Todd. Watch out.
4: <laughs> maybe we should do a. Maybe we should do a. All three of us.
0: Yeah. We did it Talk. during the pandemic, you know, yeah. virtual online, but let's get together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's, 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 it means a lot to me to, to have such good friends for such a long time. Thank you. Thank you, Almighty Todd.
4: You have a good Fourth of July, buddy, you know, and re- remember the Declaration of Independence and, um, that it came first. We can argue about amendments and stuff, but, um, it's, it's actually an important thing to uh, say that we are forming a democratic union here rather than a uh, monarchy or an authoritarian regime. Um, this is just something to remember, and, and I'm very glad to know that you, my friend, will be waving the flag in the right way.
0: Nicely said. Ciao, Fratello.
4: Take care, my brother.
0: Let's read the Declaration of Independence, everyone, over the summer as well, along with Leaves of Grass. Thank you for those suggestions. Yes, yes.
4: (laughs) Take care, my brother.
0: Ciao. now, two excerpts from American poet Walt Whitman's masterpiece, Leaves of Grass. The first is, I Hear America Singing, and the second is, Poets to Come. I hear America singing, the varied carols I hear. Those of mechanics, each one singing his as it should be blithe and strong. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam. The mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work. The boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat. The deckhand singing on the steamboat deck. The shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench. The hatter singing as he stands. The woodcutter's song, the ploughboy's on his way in the morning, or at noon intermission, or at sundown. The delicious singing of the mother, or of the young wife at work, or of the girl sewing or washing. Each singing what belongs to him or her, and to none else. The day what belongs to the day. At night, the party of young fellows, robust, friendly, Singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. Poets to come. Poets to come. Orators, singers, musicians to come. Not today is to justify me and answer what I am for. But you, a new brood, native, athletic, continental, greater than before known, arouse, for you must justify me. I myself but write one or two indicative words for the future. I but advance a moment only to wheel and hurry back in the darkness. I am a man who, sauntering along without fully stopping, turns a casual look upon you and then averts his face leaving it to you to prove and define it, expecting the main things from you. Sandaled feet. Just like a man 1,000 years ago who figured the distance he needed to spread his legs to keep the urine from splashing his sandaled feet as he streamed from his penis, looking up starry-eyed drunk, searching for Venus, so have I, while doing the same in a backyard on this summer night and my sandaled feet.
6: I guess we're leaving town again. we face to fall behind to take my place to run way past second base and just stand there and dream sick on a summer night in a folding lawn chair or witches ring a Dirty jokes blew right by me Mama curling up beside me Crying to herself Why can't daddy just come home Forget whatever he did wrong He's in a hotel all alone And we need help A circle on a summer friends in a different town I'll finally be free Call you about some holiday, tell you why I moved away, say everything's gonna be okay but come see me A dream sickle on a summer night in a bowling lawn chair Daddy's howling at the moon, better get home soon Light in an evening sky In my mama's red head Hearts breaking through the springtime Breaking into June Breaking into June Breaking into June, breaking
0: into June. And there you have it Episode 479 of Troubadours and Raconteurs with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Almighty Todd. I also would like to thank the great poet, Walt Whitman. And these musical artists: Thelonious Monk, Stan Getz, Astrud and Joa Gilberto, Fish, David Bowie, Smashing Pumpkins, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, Branford Marsalis, and Terence Blanchard too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Happy Independence Week, Month, and until next time, let's give it a go and do our best to enjoy this time. Take care.